How you doing there, Brian? We got two Brian's on the line right now, actually. <laughs> Brian Ernie's with us from SNYNets.com. Brian, how you doing today? What's up, guys? Who's talking about breakfast? I haven't eaten yet. I'm hungry. I am. I'm at the Westchester County Airport. I'm at the Purchase Country Diner. They bring us here and they feed us, and that's how they get us to broadcast live. Hey, listen, man. That sounds good to me. So you're on Long Island. I'm in an airport. Matt's at the studio. This is like a three-way thing we have going on. <laughs> that could be taken so many different ways. Oh, it could. It couldn't. And, it since, could. and since my boss is not around, I can get away with saying this. She's up in, like, Aspen skiing or something. But anyway, Brian, I'm looking at the paper. I was talking about it with Matt before. And the New York Post, which is the equivalent to me of paper towels, says, uh, rotten to the core, this might be the worst year in New York sports. I think the Post is, uh, the Post suffers from a bad memory. However, we'll talk about the Nets since that's your forte. As bad as the Nets are, they now have a better record than the Knicks somehow. Yeah, you know, I, I think they've figured it out a little bit. Um, I think it's helped that. Four of these wins in November have come against very weak opponents, very beatable opponents. But as we saw in October, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to beat them just because they're beatable. Um, and then you saw Wednesday night, they lost to the Wizards in a very winnable game where they got completely dominated on the glass. So they have figured this thing out a little bit, and it's mostly due to Darren Williams being healthy. I mean, he changes the whole complexion of the team, and when, when he's going, he's really making this offense go. Jason Kidd says he simplified things on both sides of the ball, and the defense has looked a lot better, really, until uh, the other night against the Wizards. So, I mean, it's looking better. They still have some work to do. They have a very winnable game tonight, uh, a road game against Philadelphia. So they're going to have to get hot here. They're going to have to rattle. They won three in a row. They're going to have to rattle off, you know, four or five in a row before we really can say they officially turned it around. Well, Brian, let's look at the quality of the play, too. I mean, I'm not following it the way you are, but are they really improving, or was it just the teams they were playing? Yeah, they're really improving. I mean, like I said about about D-Will, that changes everything. Uh, the ball movement's better. The shooting's better because he's getting them better looks. Um, but the one thing that hasn't really improved is defending the perimeter. Um, you know, they really got taken a task uh, on three-pointers, and on Wednesday night in their loss against Washington, and they still continue to every single time they play a team that's capable of hitting those open looks from the outside. So, listen, I mean, it's getting better, for sure. I, I, I don't want to say it's not, because I think that would be discount some very real signs of progress. But they still have a lot of work to do, and coming up next week they're going to play Indiana twice in a span of six days. So we're going to see just how much better they are because they're going to go up against, right now, the best team in the East and, and see what they got. And they're going to have to give them two good games. One of them's on their home floor, and, and it's hard to just give away games and dismiss games on, on your own floor. Brian, I, I want to ask you real quick about uh, Brooke Lopez and how important to this team he, he really is because when he's out there, he does make a difference. And in tonight's game, he's going to be going up uh, against a pretty, uh, you know, not, not equally matched opponent, but he's still a seven-footer in Spencer Hawes on the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I have a feeling that he's going to have a really, really good game against Spencer Alex because though he is seven feet, he's not that great defensively. Um, could you just you know, talk to the point that how important Brooke Lopez has been to this team when he is on the floor? Yeah, he's huge. I mean, and literally and figuratively. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, Brooke Lopez you know, is just really a budding superstar in the NBA, and 
the, the fact of the matter is, is he has such a unique skill set for a big man that no one can really guard him down low. When Brook Lopez is on and, and you know, the, the Nets had, ran, or had run the offense through him until Williams came back, and I, he just can be so dominant. He's tall, uh, and so he is that inside presence. He has a nice shot. He can hit shots over pretty much anyone. Uh, he can shoot that flat-footed shot, which I don't even understand how he gets in, but he's so good at doing it from 15, 16 feet away. He can just throw the ball at the rim, and, and seemingly it goes in every time. Um, the only thing, though, is on Wednesday night we saw he needs to put the offense. Uh, he needs to put the effort in on on the offensive and defensive class. Both of those need to be uh, focuses for him because he is so big, he is so dominant inside that he needs to be a, a rebound machine. You can't have a team out rebound you on your home floor to the extent where you basically just give away the game. So. Brook is so important to this Nets team. I think he could win an MVP in this league one day, but he's going to need to step it up on, on the glass because the Nets can't afford to give away rebounds. You're right, and Brian, you know, I, I, I always think about it, you know, he does have a twin brother, Robin Lopez, who is probably the exact opposite skill set of him, and I always I always think, you know, why don't, you know, they make out a run out there and try to get Robin Lopez there. I know it's, it's a little out there, but... If you had Robin and Brooke Lopez on the same team, I think they would complement each other uh, greatly. Um, and, and you know what? Co- speaking of complementing each other, I think Paul Pierce and Andre Blatch coming off the bench for the Nets has been huge to what they've been doing lately, and, and that is winning. Yeah, the bench play has been much, much better, and Paul Pierce coming off the bench has, has been a big part of that. Last, Wednesday, uh, you know, last game on Wednesday, we've talked a lot about the Wizards game, but he really had his best game as a net. Um, I, he went 8 of 10 shooting from the field. You know, that's 83.3%. That's kind of ridiculous, uh, which is good because that means that his hand is, is getting a little better. He's ditched his protective glove that he was wearing to protect that non-displaced fracture on his hand. So he's really feeling it. And uh, you could see on Wednesday that he was much more assertive. He was calling for the ball. Uh, he definitely looked like the player that the Nets thought they were going to acquire. Whether he can keep that up, I don't know. I think he can. He did play a big chunk of minutes, um, and, and really the whole starting five played a huge chunk of minutes on Wednesday. Um, well, what we envisioned to be the starting five with Pierce in the lineup. So Jason Kidd was really only made a substitution because he was forced to because Garnett fouled out late in the game. So, yeah, I think, I think the bench play is huge, and, and we saw, you know, you mentioned Blatch. He's just been a revelation. He is uh, something else, man. Let me tell you, for being six foot ten, six foot nine, however big, he is something else handling that ball. Uh, and he can shoot it from everywhere. I, it know. Was just, they, I mean, they almost they have to rein him in. They give him a little liberty, but you, know, you have to rein him in because this guy would take threes all the time if he if he, <laughs> he would, yeah. If they let him in, uh, you know, he has been such a good player for them for the last year and a half. It's been great to see him. It was great to see him re up in the summer and kind of cite loyalty because. This move to Brooklyn really just changed his career, and uh, it's it's been great to see. It it really gives them huge depth at the center position. You know, I've been watching. He was in Washington before that, and the his maturity level. He came right out of high school, and uh, he had a he was very immature, immature player. You could see it in his game uh, when he was in Washington. He has definitely grown into something else in New and uh, not New Jersey, Brooklyn. Now it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he was a mess in Washington. It was it was a disaster. It was sort of a match made in hell, and. Uh, Everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong for him. So he's really turned it around in a big way. All right, it's AM 1230 WFAS. Brian Ernie from Netsplot on the phone. Brian, before we wrap up, I guess this weekend there is something to look forward to now since the Nets are improving their game. 
But let's talk about the website before we go to break because I want the information out there as everybody else is frantically shopping. The guys will be home on their computer talking football, talking basketball, talking baseball. So let's talk about what you have going on. Yeah, escape from the holiday bustle. Uh, just reading, <laughs> that's it. Uh, SNYNets.com is the site. And, uh, you know, every single thing you would need for your Brooklyn Nets needs, uh, you know, coverage, uh, rumors, opinion, everything you need is right there, SNYNets.com. We're part of the SNY.TV uh, network of blogs. Um, so if you're on one of the other ones, like Mets Blog or, or whatever, just go to the left-hand side and click Nets, and there we are. AM 1230 WFAS. Brian Ernie, I want you to have a very happy holiday. Yeah, you two guys enjoy it. It's, it's crazy. It's here already, right? We could say Merry Christmas, right? Yeah, Merry Christmas. I see, I think this is the thing. I think you can say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to whoever, because you don't want to be happy on those days, even if you're not that religion. <laughs> well, I can't have a Happy Hanukkah. I love Hanukkah. Right, exactly. I'm not Jewish, but why can't I be happy on Hanukkah? Yeah, I want everybody to be merry on Christmas. <laughs> merry Christmas, guys. Thanks, Brian. Political correctness be damned. Be good, Brian. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. Sno-